0: And welcome to Potternot, a podcast for new and returning readers with conflicted Harry Potter feelings. I am E, my pronouns are she-they, and I am a grumpy fan.
1: I am Adela, my pronouns are she-her, and I am a tired fan.
2: And I am Zoe, my pronouns are she-her, and I am a jaded but satisfied fan. And this week we will dive into the good and the bad
0: of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire, chapters 34 through 37, the final four chapters, Priori and Cantatum, Serum, The Parting of the Ways, and The Beginning. Uh, Astute listeners may have noticed that we missed a week. We had technical issues with the recording that we originally did for the two chapters, 34 and 35.
1: As well as the fact that time doesn't exist.
0: Time is fake. We all forgot. We had technical problems. And so we decided instead of trying to just recreate that episode... We would just read the last two chapters as well
2: and smush it all together. Which now that we've read them, I sort of regret not doing that in the first place.
1: Yeah, I don't think we would have had enough to say about the last two chapters to make up a full episode. I like, might have, have a lot of but
0: notes. I, th- <laughs> I think a lot of my topics are the same for both sections. A lot of it is just me being generally annoyed with how JKR is wrapping up this book. So it would kind of have been two of the same episode. Yeah, which makes sense.
2: Although I am really satisfied. We talked about this book as like a mystery that isn't a mystery. We talked about the brain worm and E finally now knows what the brain worm is, despite the fact that it is unsatisfying. Yeah, we,
0: we are going to have to redo all of that because that episode does not exist.
2: That episode does not exist. But I will say that like, for an, a book where it's a mystery that becomes a mystery in the last 10 chapters or whatever, it is so satisfying as someone who is rereading the book to see the end of the mystery and to have all the pieces put together, even all the way to the very end. That is, there is a lot of satisfaction for me.
0: Wild to me because I know this is the least (laughs) satisfying of all of the books so far for me. Oh, Lord. All right. Worse than two, huh? It's two, I think because the stakes were so much lower in two, Mm. I am less bothered by it. It's just a bad self-contained mystery.
1: Yeah. I think this one is all over the place, but at least book two was all like, I don't know, it all led up to it. It made sense, even if it wasn't good.
0: Yeah. Book two was contained within the school. Yeah. And
2: this is extremely not. Well, this one is,
0: except for the last four chapters. (laughs) <laughs> and then like surprise it's been about the rest of the world all along. like, has it has it? We should do
2: a plot B plot,
0: yeah. let's let's go back to chapter thirty four the second half of the climax where we left off on the cliffhanger.
2: A plot is Harry battles for his life. B plot is Harry re- relives his trauma battling for his life, yeah. It is
0: kind of all on
1: one track from here, yeah. I mean, other there's smaller plots in the last couple of chapters, but yeah, that get wrapped up. But a lot of wrap up.
2: E plot is Hermione makes a discovery. Like it goes, it, there's a lot of letter <laughs> plots. Yeah, we're doing
0: we're
2: we're doing the full brock up spectrum here from double A AA to triple <laughs> d
0: <laughs> So we, I will just apologize to the listeners straight up here because I am going to try and recreate me telling you guys how I felt about this chapter, and it's going to be very fake. (laughs) I will apologize in advance. Uh, This chapter is buck wild. I could not take it seriously. And I know that it's a huge, like, climactic moment. Like, it's Harry facing down Voldemort for real for the first time. And it's this huge, like, dramatic moment
2: but also they fly away and then they get it wrapped up in a golden cage.
0: Yeah. It just... So the I think it started at the beginning of the chapter for me where Harry's like, oh, I learned about this in Dueling Club. And I was like, okay, you're going to put me in Dueling Club and I am not going to be in the moment here.
2: Which is a shame because like I get where jkr was coming from with that memory i mean it makes sense that is where he
0: learned that spell
2: it's just not written well the the theme of these chapters is it's not written well but zoe doesn't care yeah (laughs) it's you know
0: once again we're back to my experience with this book has been severely hurt by the fact that we
1: read it so slowly yeah us reading it so slowly has also changed my view of this book to not like it as much
2: i'm i'm very excited for the wrap-up episode for this book because i feel so differently than the two of you despite all having the same problems that the two of you had i suspect (laughs) it's gonna be the same thing that happened with book three but we'll we'll save that for the next episode (laughs) but like yeah it's not written well and yet I really enjoyed the journey that it still took me on. Like, there are bits and pieces that are just bad to the point where I can't ignore it. Like, Adela pointed out in her notes, the, like, get up and fly away before you're wrapped in the cocoon of gold when the wands connect is just...
0: It's, like, I I was rereading these chapters today as I was writing up my notes. I was like, the moment-to-moment writing is fine. Yeah, it's like sports writing. It's the scene... The ideas and the execution of the ideas.
1: Just the whole Priory Incantatum spell is a lot.
0: It's a lot. And it gets worse when Dumbledore explains it, which is honestly, I'm glad we're re-recording this so I can link those two things together.
2: Because it like theoretically inside your head, if you're a writer, you're like, this is awesome. Yeah. And then you actually have to write it and you have to explain it. And the idea that priori Cantatum makes the last spells that you do come back right and so that's what's happening when their wands are connecting and it's connected by this big golden thread and
0: yeah the wands connect it's not explained by dumbledore why priori incantatum is the effect
2: it's like waved away in that any two wands actually is it even said that any two wands with the same core will do this
1: yeah, it's just not explained why. The thing I noticed with reading the uh, next chapter in Dumbledore's explanation is that he says it shows all of Voldemort's murders specifically. But um, and Zoe had said, or I think it was Zoe or E said in their notes um, that like like there must yeah. have been more spells than just th- than the ones that came out. If it was just murders, it would make sense, except for the hand because the hand also comes out. So then it's not oh. just murders.
0: Because like the Priory and Cantatum spell, as we saw it earlier in the book, does not match up with this effect, which
2: is like ghosts coming out.
1: Well, that's specifically because of the two wand cores,
2: and because of I yeah. guess what the killing spell is. Although there's an implication here that the killing spell also like keeps a copy of somebody's memory in the moment yeah. that they died and the knowledge like that it's... they had, which is just
1: very a choice. bizarre.
2: There's also the problem that it's not reverse chronological order, so you'll find out in future books that um, James Lily and
0: James are in the wrong order? First, yeah, yeah, they're in the wrong
2: order, so Lily should have come out first because James uh, tried to fist fight Voldemort. He put his <laughs> wand down, they put Harry to bed, and then Voldemort busts in their house and comes upstairs and James is like, I'll hold him off. With what? With- James tried to fist fight Voldemort, and I love With it. With these hands. With these- catch Mm -hmm. these hands. Fuck around and find out. Yeah, this duel is not a duel. No. (laughs) Voldemort holds so
0: much power here.
1: It's Voldemort play-acting a duel so that he can feel and look cool.
0: (laughs) Yeah, to his fans. Which, again, Harry is 14. He is a child. He was already tied up. You could just kill the child.
1: He has to prove to everyone that he's not weak.
0: This is something that I- was thinking about since I read these chapters the first time and then again today with the final chapters is like I think part of why the climax doesn't work for me is that it's not Harry who beats Voldemort
1: Mm -hmm.
0: in this book where like in the previous books uh save for the ending of book two which I have the same problem with it's like Harry's cleverness, or bravery, or compassion, or, or having skill. his friends yeah. there.
2: Yeah, what you have written here is Dumbledore ex Machina to Electric Boogaloo. Yeah.
0: And I was like, it's it's weak in this one because it is the wand effect that gets him out of that situation. Oh, now, but co-
2: E, Harry is showing grit and whatever the fuck. I mean, that's he's true. holding onto his wand really, really hard. <laughs> This is true. Harry is very
0: brave in this scene. But like, I don't know, it just would have been so easy to go over this with an editor and be like, all right, how can we tweak this to emphasize the fact that it is him and his skill and bravery that gets him out of this situation?
2: Yeah. And like the thing that gets him out of the situation, the Expelliarmus is the thing that ties him into this situation. The thing that gets him out is actually his athleticism, diving behind headstones and getting out of the way of spells. Yeah. And his skill with the spell Accio, where he can pull the cup, which, by the way, is apparently a two-way port key, despite the fact that that makes no sense at all, because why would Moody slash Crouch have wanted anybody to be able to escape? But whatever. But he's able to call that to him while holding onto Cedric, while dodging. Like, that's the thing... If you're right, like, if there had been a better editor, first of all, the whole golden cage would have been shorter.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There's really no need for that to be the climax moment.
2: Yeah, like, Harry gets himself out of the Imperius curse here. He dives in and out of spells. Yeah, He yep. hits a number of Death Eaters. He matches the speed of Voldemort's spell-throwing with his own Expelliarmus. Like yeah. That's impressive in and of itself.
1: I just realize like the whole priory and cantatum bell is not necessary except to show the connection between the two wands like there's no nothing in that is valuable to to us or to harry
0: it it lets cedric come back from the fridge and say you're doing great
1: yeah
2: (laughs) and it lets harry see his parents which i guess like i mean that's something also
1: yeah oh but
2: e and adela you have to remember we saw the most important character here. The absolute linchpin on which this book hangs, which is Bertha Jorkins. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bertha Jorkins! Bertha
0: Jorkins was here. Yeah, I I'm sorry, JK, but you did not give me any reason to care about Bertha Jorkins. It's
2: like Adela's right. This shows the audience that the wands are connected, but you don't even find out why they're connected until the next chapter. And it's not even important for a little while. We already specifically knew that, right?
1: Uh no, we didn't know the wands were connected. We knew that did, did we? Did no, we did didn't.
0: We, What's Oliver his name? Tell him back the, in book one.
2: Yes, Oliver.
0: When he got it, okay. The yes, the
2: phoenix that gave the feather for your wand gave one other, and it's the person who gave you this scar.
1: We knew that they both had the same feather. We didn't know that there was like a magical connection that 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 affects. Yeah,
2: yeah. we just knew that they were connected in that way. Just we also didn't know it was Fox,
0: which is like I don't know why that was like. Is it necessary
2: for everything to be connected to Dumbledore?
0: Yeah, like why is that a reveal? Fox is the only Phoenix we've met. Of course it was. I do think that the Harry coming back, like reappearing on the field scene is very well written, even if it doesn't make any goddamn sense (laughs) how all those people are in there. It doesn't make any goddamn sense. And like Moody, I keep calling him Moody Crouch. It's Moody it's moody. we have keeps we have been given no reason to believe it is not moody
2: yeah he talks about like the fact that he could see through the outer hedges but it's unclear if he can see through the outer hedges because he's using some sort of spell or it's his eye or if all the judges can at least see through the outer hedges
1: yeah yeah that scene it's written as if uh harry and Cedric have landed outside the maze not back where they were which is not how porkies work
2: it's it's written like that because nobody would be able to see them otherwise. But yeah. also, it's written that Harry sits there and waits with Cedric's body, and it's a little unclear if that's like his trauma making him lose sense of time, or if he actually is waiting. Like, there's yeah. so much bullshitting around space and time here. Also, like, yeah,
0: are you telling me like, this only took ten minutes? In the grand scheme of things, doesn't bother me that much.
1: I'm. I feel like he was at least gone for like half an hour with the whole spell to get Voldemort alive yeah. and then the speech with the death the theater, duel, duel like, the duel was quick but every, the monologue was five pages long remember yeah, so cool.
2: <laughs> the movie version of this has them coming back outside the maze and the reaction of the crowd makes it very clear that they can't see into the maze in that version which makes sense but also seems really boring
0: yeah I don't mind the minor fudgery of like space and time to make it dramatic. Except that
2: why is this Anyway, it just doesn't yeah. make sense that he's able to come back at all.
0: No. The port key being two directional does not make any sense.
2: I have a small rewrite. What if instead of a port key, he summons the port key and it does nothing and he accidentally apparates like right <laughs> outside the Hogwarts gates?
1: He just has no he has never learned a single thing about apparition yet. Is the problem. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Like I don't even know if he's even seen it. Other than Dobby. Yeah
0: and we've never had Veritas Serum before. And he doesn't know. He doesn't know (laughs)
2: Stupify. We've already rewritten the end of book three.
1: Um, I think that the. I do think the Porky. Like Porky's don't usually go both ways. I think there could be an explanation. For why Moody. Slash Barty Crouch Jr. Uh, made it do that, which is to get yeah. so that Voldemort could come to the school. I
0: mean, this is only the second key we've seen. She yeah. could have just made it so they're two-way. Like, there's not a ton of reason why it couldn't be.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, basically. It, it would just
0: take tweaking the description of the World Cup. Yeah. It's
1: not that big of an issue.
2: Um, You had a lot of issues with the, the big brainworm reveal. Yeah. So, okay, so I
0: After getting through all the nonsense with the prior cantatum chapter, I thought that the Veritaserum chapter was very good. Like, Harry getting back, like, processing all of this trauma in the moment, like, being surrounded by people, like, not knowing what's going on, Um, and then Moody taking him off. And I was like, all right, it is time for some shit to be revealed, because this character has been here the whole book, and we haven't learned anything about him yet. And he's in the cursed teacher position. He's in the (laughs) cursed uh, staff role. I was so disappointed by the Crouch reveal. Uh, Because he got, I mean, he's doing this whole villain monologue. Well, a villain reveal where he's like, it was me the whole time. And there's nothing I hate more than a Death Eater who went free. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah. Like, this is who Moody is.
2: Like secretly, he's been a Death Eater the whole time. Secretly, like he was a former
0: Death Eater. Like he got reformed. He became an Auror to hunt down the others. I was like, yeah, this makes so much sense. And then he was like, haha it's been me under a potion the whole time or Dumbledore reveals that or
2: whatever yeah he and he like changes back The like uh the polyjuice potion runs out at exactly the right amount of time which is the same thing that like in every tv show somebody walks in the room after somebody has said something and there's no way that they could have heard what was going on Mm -hmm. it's exactly the correct time which is fine
0: I don't know that was just such a narrative letdown it was like oh this couldn't have just been moody this had to be this elaborate like this guy was hiding in disguise the whole year he did it so well that there was no figuring like no hints which is what you guys were going on about so to time.
1: be clear for anyone listening the brainworm is all of moody's personality slash behavior throughout the entire year looking at it from the perspective of being barty crouch jr
2: which breaks yeah so many things just like so many things E has highlighted a very wonderful sentence that moody says um which is (laughs) let's see here i had to contend against your stupidity yeah (laughs) talking about how he had to try and figure out how to get harry further along in the tournament because everything hangs on harry not dying in a tournament basically designed to kill him Which Mm -hmm. is a whole different aspect of Voldemort's poor planning. All of this plan, very fragile. Like, even
0: Harry being the one to touch the
2: port key, very fragile. So Moody, slash Crouch, gave Neville a book that he had hoped that Harry would notice and therefore would use Gillyweed. Read about Gillyweed. And first of all, that didn't happen and Moody had to stage a conversation in front of Dobby and find whatever. That's fine. Let's say that Moody slash Crouch was going along with that plan. Why be so kind to Neville? Mm-hmm. He was one of the people who tortured Neville's parents to the point where they don't know who they are. This is who the whole
1: thing is. with this whole brainworm is like, I could see it if this was some like, brilliant, clever villain who is like an amazing actor and is like, I need to be kind. I need to be kind because Moody would be kind. And this is to a way to like, keep... A low profile and like keep up the illusion
2: and like maybe at the end expressed frustration at having to do this that is
1: a youngish man who was like indoctrinated into voldemort's posse early like when he was like 18 19 and then went to prison for like however many years and then Uh, was locked up in his well in yes Azkaban specifically torture for years, and then was taken out and kept under lockdown by his father for like the rest of his life. There's no way he like learned to act (laughs) during all of that, or learned anything about the world that would help him keep up this illusion. Yeah,
2: and the the other thing is like he says that he captures Moody, and then you know, uses his hair and whatever, and then questions him so he can learn about his habits yeah. and whatever. He has, like, 24 hours to do this. Yeah. <laughs> to be a perfect Moody by the time they show up at school. Because you think about, like, in like, the beginning of the book, Arthur goes to help Moody out of whatever bind he's in, which is, we learn, when Crouch stepped in as yeah. Moody. And it's, like, the day before they go back to Hogwarts. Yeah, it is
0: buck wild that someone whose brain is this broken by indoctrination and then torture and then years of mind control.
1: The other big important thing to mention with regards to this brain worm is that, uh, JKR does no work to differentiate the characters later. So we will see Moody in the next book and the next book and the next book. And he has the exact personality of Barty Crouch as Moody.
0: We do not get any Party crouch as crouch like he immediately goes into veritaserum and -hmm. then they leave the room and then he dies
2: well technically he's still alive
1: technically he does not die but
2: well which makes it maybe worse he has his soul bodily ripped from his being and does not appear in the books again
0: like it feels like even the author did not create a character for him to be No. Yeah. Aside from Moody. Moody
1: too. Well, that was the whole thing with this mystery is that she went too hard on making him perfectly moody that...
0: Like, I think I was saying in our previous episode about, like, Voldemort's monologue, right? It was like, well, the options here are Snape and Yeah. Those are the options. Like, the author has put no clues toward Moody because... She didn't want you to have any hints in that direction.
2: Yeah, there's just a lot that's broken in here. And that, like, can't be fixed and isn't fixed in future books. And the, like, whole double down on it makes it so much worse and so much more frustrating to deal with. Which is a little sad because, like, despite all of those issues, I mentioned this, like, I'm still satisfied by the end of this mystery simply because it is then revealed right? It's not because it's good. It's because at the end, I can sort of take a breath and be like, okay, I knew what happened. And I understand why things were happening. Right. Whereas for
0: me, it's like, because I was going so slowly, I wasn't waiting for anything to be revealed. Yeah. And so getting like five reveals in the last four chapters is like, oh my god, please stop. (laughs) And
2: also so
0: many monologues. There are so many
1: monologues. Crouch's monologue is like, there's two monologues. There's his like, starting speech with harry before he even reveals that yeah there's like, bragging it was him harry. bragging to harry until harry finally clues in that it was him who did like orchestrated the whole thing and then after that when harry still thinks it's moody you have the um Vertiserum reveal and uh we do have to i do need to talk about the uh fact that the whole Vertiserum speech is excruciating to read Mm -hmm. just from a writing perspective it is so it's
2: bland it's
1: it's so bland it's
2: it's like described as being bland too right it's being described as like well yes feeling with no inflection
1: that like i understand the reason why like that's how Veritas serum works it just makes people just like state the truth without any emotion but it's how many pages is that i know we looked at it last time it's like seven and a half pages or uh, something
0: it's longer than the voldemort one and it's narratively boring too because we weren't wondering Mm
1: -hmm. because there was there was nothing given earlier in the book to make you wonder
0: right like this is just journal entries (laughs) today i did this the next day i did that then we went there
2: yeah adela i think maybe described this as like it's
1: basically if i go back and read the journals that i wrote when i was like eight nine ten it was like we went for a walk i read my book we ate some lunch and that's exactly how this whole uh villain speech reads
0: (laughs) yeah it's like we didn't need to know like i guess it ties in how bertha jorgens was related And I know you were wondering about that.
1: My issue is less with the content and more with just the specific writing. Like, I feel like it's fine to get all the information. I just don't like the short sentences. No, like,
0: yeah, Yeah. especially short
1: (laughs) emphasis. Just yeah, the short sentence thing is the thing that bugs me the most because it goes on for so long. If it was like one page or two pages, maybe it would be okay. But it's like seven and a half pages of that happening.
2: Yeah, it's fairly excruciating which is sad because like you honestly do have so much to think about. Not that you were wondering, like you keep saying, but you do have a lot to think about because she's created this mystery that you now have to go back and reread. Yeah. Right. That's the thing that she's done where she says like, okay, it turns out that all of these interactions, like we were saying, they're broken now in some capacity, except that they're not. And so now you have to go back and reread them.
0: This is definitely a book. And I think, This is something you mentioned uh, in our first recording, rest in peace, which is like this book, there's a gap between this book and the next book in terms of like publishing year.
2: Mm -hmm. There's a three year gap.
0: This is the one where you get to the end and you're like, oh, my God, I have to reread this because none of this was set up, which makes you think like, oh, now I have to go back and hunt for the clues. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there aren't any. And there aren't any like you get to the end of like a competently written like, I don't know, an Agatha Christie or like the recent movie Knives Out. You get to the end and you're like, oh, I see where that came from Mm -hmm. because the hints are sprinkled through well enough. And like the parlor reveal or whatever is like calls back to specific things well enough that you're like, oh, I see. And you're satisfied. Yeah. Which this book is not. I mean, I guess that works her in a way
1: it would make more sense i just thought of this because of the way like there are not no clues about moody the whole time you're thinking well it's karkaroff or snape it's karkaroff or snape and then we have the really random red herring of ludo bagman <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for a mystery for the purposes of being a better mystery it would make more sense for ludo bagman to have been the villain because there mm-hmm. were actual like little pointers towards him that made okay. you that made you like completely dismiss him but still be there, you know?
2: Yeah, he kept coming up as like, Harry doesn't believe it, and so it feels like a red herring in the moment. But it could have been a really cool reverse red herring to be like, ha-ha, this whole time.
1: Turns out.
0: Yeah, there would definitely need to be more of him in the
1: yes. middle of the book yeah I, d- I definitely do not want that that is not what i'm saying i'm just saying like <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 the clues for him were better than the clues for moody
2: and we do find out what's what the what's fuck going, on, going on, on with him which yeah. is like almost a throwaway moment with fred and george but we it's find out such that nonsense it's it's nonsense and it never comes back but the reason it's there is so harry can give his hard won gold to fred and george
0: i feel like she didn't she didn't need to make them that suspicious in the early chapters
1: i mean i also don't think that that entire like plot line was necessary for harry to give them like he knows that they want to start a goat joke shop he doesn't need yeah, yeah. like he could he would have just done that that's a harry thing to do
2: they don't need
0: to have also lost all their
2: money yeah yes he gives the golds to friend george and friend george were trying to potentially blackmail little bagman who who they bet with that Brum would Mm -hmm. get the snitch, but Ireland would win the World Cup, and they won, and Bagman, as it turns out, gave them leprechaun gold, so it evaporated.
0: Which is explained in exactly that length of time, in, like, the last part
1: of the book.
2: Yep. Which, fine,
1: whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Should we talk about Parting of the Ways chapter
2: now? Sure. Have have
1: Have we exhausted the moody reveal?
0: I guess the last thing I would have to say is that I would have been way less annoyed by the moody twist. If it had just stopped at this is who Moody is. because I think that makes sense for there to be no foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was just who Moody is. Cause like you did get a lot of setup at the beginning that like he hates death eaters
2: so Mm -hmm. much. The one thing that I want to add that we talked about last time. um, And I kept hinting at when we were looking at the Pensieve chapter is that in the Pensieve chapter, you see Crouch in the courtroom and he's very scared. But oh, yeah. He's terrified. And in this chapter, Veritaserum, and the previous chapter, right? Like, when you when he brings Harry in and he's gloating and then he tells this whole story under Veritaserum and he's still so proud of himself. He is proud of every single thing he did. And yes. in our last episode, we talked a little bit about that. Maybe he's just, like, a rich boy who suddenly had consequences and, like, that's why he's so scared in right. mm-hmm. the right. courtroom chapter. I don't know. The more I think about it, I still don't buy it. Like he was willing to push back that hard against his father, still facing consequences, being a prisoner in his own home, mm-hmm. and still be that proud? I just yeah. feel like there's no way he would be. No, he that was all I
1: think that was through that yeah, that that courtroom scene is specifically only written like that so that we do not suspect Barty Crouch yeah. Jr. at all.
0: Yeah, which is wild because before that courtroom scene he doesn't exist.
2: And there's no reason, like, we don't suspect that he broke out of Azkaban and was a prisoner under his father, became Moody and came to, te- why would we suspect this? Why would I
1: have guessed that? So I have a couple of, um, just, I was just thinking of, like, ways that there could have been clues about Moody yeah. throughout the book. Like, it, there could have been something about uh, his behavior being a little bit different, like, Moody in the courtroom scenes like Harry noticing well oh he's changed a bit since like this yeah. like this is this is this is a long time ago like maybe he, he's like more stuff has happened to him and he's like a little different now like him just noticing something different and then aside from just uh, physical differences which is all he notices or and or just like some other character who knows Moody making some offhand comment at some point being like oh that was odd
0: yeah it would literally just take like one or two characters being like yeah wow you're a little different
1: which could have very easily be done, been done in that uh, Malfoy turning into a ferret scene with McGonagall. Like she could yeah. have said, so- she could have like made some comment that's like, this like is "Oh, you didn't used to be this cruel," or whatever. Yeah,
2: it could even be like, did the scare, like referencing the time that Arthur had to go, "quote unquote," rescue him. Did it like really scare you that bad that X, Y, yeah. and Z? Right. Like you could even tie it in even tighter than that. Yeah. <laughs> it- yeah, I totally agree. That would have been. Those really are
1: weird. those are clues that wouldn't. Wouldn't tip you off enough to be like, oh, he's not moody, but they would like they would be actual clues. <laughs> They'd be yeah, something because
2: the answer could always be like, yeah, it did scare me that much. Like, yeah, things are getting worse. Didn't you hear?
1: Yeah, and
2: yeah, exactly Yeah, yeah, hundred percent right. That would have been good.
0: It's just more evidence on the this book is a first draft
2: pile. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. because when you're this wealthy and this famous, and your books are making this much money editors are scared to edit you and the thing yeah. is i think that that's not an unreasonable fear right mm-hmm. like i think that authors who do get to this level have the kind of power to destroy editors oh mm-hmm, yeah which is depressing
0: like i don't know the literary word world well but you gotta think the author has like so much power in that situation hmm yeah
2: yeah, let's uh let's move right along. I think that
0: like can we talk about Dumbledore? Mhm. Uh
1: before we do that, can I say a brief thing about the Parting of the Ways chapter title? Okay. Yeah. So, in the movies, fourth movie, uh Barty Crouch Jr is played by David Tennant. Yes. The chapter in which he dies or in which he gets his soul uh sucked out is called The Parting of the Ways. In 2005, the The season finale of the first season of New Doctor Who uh, was the first episode that David Tennant was on, and it was called The Parting of the Ways.
2: It's the episode where Chris Eccleston t- turns into David Tennant. I think it's the year the movie came out.
1: Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Because, exactly. That's what, yeah. Because David Tennant, David Tennant was Barty, and then he dies, and then he becomes the Doctor. Which is just... <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good glow-up. Yeah. <laughs>
2: And then the anyway. only thing I know about Doctor Who is that gif of him in the rain. Is that from that? Is that from
0: Doctor yes, Who? Yes, that is from that. That, that is, is from, from you,
2: yeah. I didn't know if that was
0: actually Season from two.
1: Like, um, That's him being very sad, which yes. he is frequently. It is a very good gif. I love Dana- David Tennant. I do not think that he uh, was good for Barty Crouch Jr., but mm-hmm. um, yeah, anyway. <laughs> what
0: does, I mean, we're going to watch the movie in a couple weeks, but does he get
1: more to do yeah well a tiny bit
2: yeah the courtroom situation is very different adela's right also
1: there's a tiny bit he's in it a bit more than he is in the book because they put him in randomly in another part of the movie anyway
2: but like not much more yeah god
1: i'm so excited to watch the movie <sighs> me too i'm excited to not be uh thinking Slowly reading it, you know? <laughs> i don't want to be like in brain mode
2: yeah yeah it's great movie for no brain.
1: Okay, so anyway, that chapter. Let's talk about Dumbledore.
2: The chapter art for Parting of the Ways is the Dark Mark, by the way. And we will put it on Twitter. It's I think a more interesting version of the Dark Mark than the one that everybody gets tattooed, but whatever. Yeah, because I had
0: I don't never seen get this tattoo. Yeah, don't get this tattoo. <laughs> I had never seen this one. Also, what the fuck? Why do people get this tattoo? Um, shout out to You're
1: looking at the TikTok that I sent you? Yeah, <laughs> in general messages up celia um what is her last name so there's a tick uh what is her wait hang on
2: her handle is is cecilia is gray
1: cecilia is gray uh she her tiktok um account blew up like last year because she was determined she was trying to get uh jkr to block her on twitter like that was basically yeah. like her whole thing she was like i'm trying to i'm day three of like trying to get uh, JKR to block me on twitter um I respect that. She she made a TikTok about uh, the Dark Mark tattoos, um, which is basically what we were talking about last time. And the comments of that TikTok were very depressing to read because there are a lot of people who are just like... How dare you
2: say that my tattoo is bad. Like,
1: they're like, oh, I regret it now. And it's like, you regret it now? You knew what you were doing when you got it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I also have a number of Harry Potter tattoos and none of them are the Dark Mark. You have so many options. Anyway. Whatever. Shout out to Cecilia is Gray. It's a very funny TikTok. Great and uh, insightful Harry Potter criticism. It was a great mental health talk on yes. her TikTok. So, indeed, highly recommend. Uh, Party of the Ways. Uh... <laughs> Dumbledore. Dumbledore. I
0: uh, I don't know how to introduce this.
2: May I try? Yes. There are two little things that I want to try introducing to see if this will sort of ease us into the Dumbledore talk, which is, does Harry really need to recount everything right now? Yeah. Again, he's just heard everything. Does he really need to recount everything? And the answer is yes, for plot reasons. And then also, when he is recounting, he talks about Voldemort taking his blood. And the text reads, for a fleeting instant, Harry thought he saw a gleam of something like triumph in Dumbledore's eyes.
1: Weird line. Yeah. So I think that... It does make sense for Harry to tell Dumbledore everything right now. I do, I agree with Zoe about not having to stay there while Dumbledore tells Sirius about it. Because so, what Dumbledore has heard is he heard heard this whole story of Barty Crouch, but all he has heard from Harry is Voldemort is back. So, Dumbledore needs to know like exactly what happened.
0: Dumbledore also needs to hear
1: it. So, I think that makes sense for Dumbledore to. Get Harry to tell him that now. I
0: think in a way, the thing that Dumbledore says, which is like just let it out now instead of putting it off, is yeah. probably
1: also not bad advice. Because then he can rest and like let the adults deal with it.
0: Yeah. Now if he had actually been allowed to rest after that, yeah, instead of all of the rest of this chapter happening in the hospital room. So there are two Dumbledores, right? There's whimsical, nonsensical, doesn't give a fuck, like harmful neglect, Dumbledore. Mm-hmm. And then there is wise, powerful, good advice mentor, Dumbledore. Yeah. And as I, you know, as I read this, I'm like, does the author know that these are difficult to reconcile? Into the same person. Like, is she making Dumbledore complicated on purpose?
2: Yes.
1: He's complicated on purpose, but we have to remember that she loves Dumbledore at, like, he is her most favorite character. So I don't think that she sees any part of him as being, like, she might see it as, like, he's a flawed character, but, like, I don't think she sees any of it as, like, not making sense.
0: Because I don't, I feel like she isn't writing his irresponsibleness on Mm -hmm. purpose.
1: Yeah, I agree. Like, I
0: don't think she would say that is an intentional aspect of his character.
1: Yeah, when you read his, like, caring, thoughtful, really quotable, um, inspiring conversations with Harry and speeches and things, it's easy to understand why people would love his character. Yeah,
0: I love that. Why? Yeah. (laughs) That's a good good mentor wizard character. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't think it's yeah. a good idea to also make him, like, literally God.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> but, like, that character I can see. I just, in the same chapter, he sends Harry back to the Dursleys.
1: hmm
2: I- There's, like, things happening, but yeah.
0: I mean, yeah, whatever,
2: protection magic, whatever. But he has been physically abused in that house. Mm -hmm. oh but you see um jkr doesn't believe in found families being as strong as biological families yeah exactly blood
1: it is specifically because of petunia that harry is quote-unquote safe at the dursleys because she is blood related to his parents
0: this happens at the end of the term so he gets like i don't know two days at school before he's just like all right ship you back off to them Never mind mm-hmm. that you're dealing with like one of the worst traumas a child can experience. Yep.
2: Yeah, you'll also notice there's no counselor. Nope. At Hogwarts.
0: But like it's not even like he's meeting with Dumbledore or McGonagall or something no. to talk about. Yeah. Or he's serious.
2: Mm-hmm. Serious just leaves. Sirius is on a mission. Should we we should talk about like all the shit that goes down in the hospital wing?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I didn't love this scene, not just because it's happening in front of Harry, but just like why are you putting so much?
2: Like this book is so back heavy. It's so back heavy. I have a couple of questions. Uh-huh. So Harry goes to hospital wing and Dumbledore's like nobody asked him any questions. He needs to write. Also, good. Can we just I would like to just point out the fact that there's this
0: giant dog this dog
2: will be remaining with Harry for a while, said Dumbledore simply. I assure you, he is extremely well-trained.
1: And what? that's it. That's that's the therapy. That's Harry's therapy. Yes, <laughs> he gets, he therapy gets to have a therapy dog with him.
0: People know that Edmega exists. You don't just see a mysterious random animal and go, that's fine. That's normal well, to be here. You're like, that's probably a person.
1: I don't think it's that likely that someone would automatically think it's an anime- animagus. Anime guy are very rare. There are no dogs at this school. Yeah, but his, like, you know, people's families are there. It could be, like, maybe yeah. Harry has a pet. I don't think it's that weird.
2: Not out of the realm of possibility. For I think
1: people would happen. think it's weird that there's a dog there. I don't think people would automatically be like, that's an animagus.
2: Yeah. I guess yeah. we've seen,
0: like, half of the anime guys that there are in the series already, so. By the way, did Snape not know that the other dudes were anime guy nope,
1: nope. okay
2: and harry goes to sleep when okay. harry wakes up it is assumed that a couple of hours have passed he slept for at least let's say two hours a mm-hmm. little while why the fuck is winky still in the room with Barty crouch jr she's just there you'll notice that they talk about the dementors kiss which we will come back to and then also was crouch not moved crouch was not moved he continued to stay in moody's office don't know who was guarding him i guess mcgonagall I mean, he was um, tied up, so... He was tied up, and I guess McGonagall was there. Why McGonagall was Winky was... still there? Winky was there the entire time. Yes. And it isn't until she has watched the child that she cared for and raised her damn self yeah. get murdered that she gets any care. So there's that. Um, mm-hmm. There is also just the fact that Veritaserum exists. There's There's like a couple of things happening here. Fudge yeah. says that Barty Crouch believes he was working for Voldemort and that is his truth. And therefore that's what was Senator Veritaserum. I was not Mm -hmm. under the impression that that's what Veritaserum does. I was under the impression that it told the truth, whether or not you in your mind were like, well, I believe this to be true. Yeah.
0: It's in the same book as the Pensieve. Right. Which shows the truth no matter what you remember.
2: Yeah. So why, I understand that there's like political reasons. And of course, Fudge doesn't want to admit that Voldemort is back. This Fudge meltdown. Is it's so, so weird. Bad.
0: I'm. It's good to do this kind of analogy because I think it's an important kind of character to
2: have. Mm-hmm. Which but is this the politician who refuses to, yeah, the denier
0: person who creates their own reality to deny. I mean, that's what fucking QAnon is. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like this is what Trump's brand was built around. Yeah, people who just say things. And believe because they want them to be true or they believe them to be true. It's an important kind of character to have. Why is it here on like the last 10 pages of the book?
1: Character. it should have
2: been introduced earlier.
1: It should have been introduced earlier. It is setting up a lot of that chapter is called the beginning. It's setting up like this is what the world this is how Wizarding Society is uh, accepting slash not accepting Harry's story.
0: I wish there had been just like a slice. Yeah. and then this gets moved to like chapter 2 of book 5
2: and yeah. you could also put this like she had the series planned out in a way that is pretty extensive and problematic later on she could have introduced part of this in book 3 and she kind of tried to right fudge is sort of willing to swipe aside
1: like you can see i i don't think this is this is this follows fudge's character
0: yeah i mean you know that fudge sucks
1: the whole way that fudge acts with the whole serious situation in book three okay. is very like this this connects to that but it could have
2: been pushed a little more in this book
1: yeah i think yeah. it was,
2: like book three was a whole book ago
0: or make this meltdown a little bit less i shouldn't be using the word meltdown that has a specific meaning this like outburst mm-hmm. less dramatic and then save it for Early Bofi And the way that, that he something.
2: says, there's like a lot going on here, but the way that uh, Fudge says he can't be back, Dumbledore, he just can't be. There's no way he would say that out loud in that room full of people.
1: Yeah, that is the one, that's the one part place where he almost breaks, like he almost like isn't. There like, is
0: like theres an unnecessary conflict between him and Dumbledore right here. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. him talking about having given given dumbledore free reign and like that's about to end now like he needs to
0: this is like if these two fight there are enormous consequences for this entire society yeah welcome to book five (laughs) i this should be in book five i don't even know what book five is but this doesn't belong in this
1: book that's interesting that's an interesting thought i would push back on that because i think if it was kept off until book five, it would feel too, like it wouldn't feel like it was set up enough.
0: Well, not the specific argument about Crouch.
1: Just no, like, I, no, I just mean like the whole, like I think it makes sense for Fudge's view of this to be set up in the end of this book because But it, I think it would be too too much of a twist at the beginning not, of a book for it, him to change that.
0: A dramatic fight with Dumbledore is what I mean.
1: Yeah, that's Yeah, fair.
0: it
2: should have been pieced together more often across this book so this didn't feel as sudden it should be him
0: like, like muttering and grumbling mm-hmm. or yeah like making sassy remarks or
2: like an outburst but it had to have some lead up to it which it does yeah. mm-hmm. it's just very weird i do have respect for snape in this one yeah. instance single one o n e number one one instance of respect for snape in the entire
1: series which yeah. is
2: just marching up to fudge and showing him the dark mark oh yeah <laughs> like that that's ballsy that like, is ballsy to to know to have enough confidence in yourself and your position and to know and to genuinely fighting on the correct side of history here yeah to be like nah man he's back and this yeah. is how i know and yeah. now you know my past like that is that is not a small thing that he did
1: no, and that is... i wish
2: that that version of snape had moved forward throughout the rest of the series
0: I I can infer that it does not.
1: Yeah, that's the only time you're ever going to see anything somewhat decent from Snape. So yeah, cool, um, cool, cool cool, yeah. cool,
2: cool. One instance cool. of respect for Snape in this entire series. Uh, if you are yeah. a fan of the ending of the series, do not at me on Twitter. I will simply block you.
1: Yeah, same. There's one. There's one part in book five where I would say, uh, not the same yeah, type okay. of like yeah. respect for Snape, but like it's a good Understanding. scene. Understanding. But yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs>
2: um. Anyway, there's, like, a lot going on in this chapter. Those are the big points that I had. I have some other issues here. Why uh, has Doubleda not gone to see the Diggeries? It's been, like, three hours since their son came back dead. There's some other issues with timing here. Uh, the fact that apparently every Death Eater gets the Dark Mark, but only 30 of them show up. This is some... I don't think there shit. are more it's than safe. 30
1: Death Eaters. I still don't think there are more than 30 Death Eaters.
2: Maybe just, like, generic white supremacists.
1: Yeah, exactly. There That's might be, like,
0: 50... But only 30 of them were brave enough to operate in or whatever. That's true. That's true. Anyway, another thing I just realized the ending of this book, like, usually the climax or talking through the climax or like processing things involves Hermione and Ron. Mm-hmm. This does not. Mm-mm. Like, there is. I mean, and it's intentional because they're trying to avoid talking about it. Like there is no involvement of them.
2: You should be prepared for that to continue. <sighs> that frustrates me. In, in a way that makes a lot more sense in the early yeah. part of Book 5. I just but think this creates a separation in an interesting yeah. way. And that I actually think, wow, I'm very much looking forward to the Book 5 read. I feel like I'm always just looking forward to um
1: i am so excited for book five
2: adela's excitement for book five and the ending of this book has also made me really excited for the way that book five yeah changes things
0: i just can't help but compare this to the haunted house scene in book three Mm -hmm. where Where they were standing together and hermione and ron are all working through it at the same time Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know this is just about the adults really it's not even about harry yeah. No,
2: it's not. They don't even realize that he's Harry awake. is
0: not even a participant in this scene.
2: Harry is not a participant in this scene is something that you have said like eight times in the past three episodes. <laughs> Harry is, is not a participant not? in the last five chapters of this book.
0: He is. We are just observing
1: this. That's why this climax and uh, denouement is is one of my least favorite in all of the books.
0: It's just Harry watching other people do the plot
2: and having it told to him.
1: After having a whole more book of him being more of a person than he has been in the last three books.
2: Yeah. Suddenly he's no longer a person. Furniture. Yeah. No participation trophy. He he gets to be very sad
0: about
1: Cedric. Which is important.
0: It is it is important. It sucks. This is an extremely egregious fridging, especially because of the final chapter with the whole Great Hall scene and like Harry talking to his parent the the diggeries
2: although i will say the diggeries talking to harry respect well done scene okay. um but if like that was the only scene if H- cedric had died in any other way
0: i want to be clear all of the scenes are done well i think harry's trauma and grief is written well it's just cedric got fridged it's just cedric got fridged so hard yeah mm-hmm. that it is like it feels bad to read because this character is only here to provide grief for Harry and for
2: House
1: Hufflepuff, I guess.
2: We already talked about this, but the Dementor was used to remove Barty Crouch Jr.'s soul. He no longer exists
1: specifically so that a Fudge wouldn't believe and most of the Wizarding world wouldn't believe that Voldemort back is back and B Sirius still has to be in hiding. That was ha- yep. that was that's a, why that was done. <laughs> yep. <laughs>
2: Narrative
0: cowardice, IMO.
2: E, you and I had the same note here, um, which is just about Mrs. Weasley. Yeah, it's very good. I did. I did do a little cry. Harry is like, you know, he's having a moment about Cedric, right? Mm-hmm. He says, you know, it's my fault. I told him to take a cup with me. He's like trying not to cry in front of all his friends. He keeps saying he wished Ron would look away. Yeah, um, just allow yourself to have emotions. And Mrs. Weasley gives him this huge hug, and the line. That I think is really important and sort of echoes through certainly book five, but also beyond is he had no memory of ever being hugged like this as though by a mother, the full Mm -hmm. weight of everything he had seen that night seemed to fall upon him as Mrs. Weasley held on held him to her, his mother's face, his father's voice, the sight of Cedric. Etc. just like this moment where he gets to experience having you know jkr a found family that loves him very much
1: it's holding it's him holding everything in just holding himself together for so long and then finally being allowed to just like relax for a second and it's like yeah, yeah.
2: um i would like to yell at dumbledore uh-huh. Stop putting harry in the spotlight
1: yes,
2: yes. also it's cedric's funeral
1: He did not need to be in the speech uh, during the leaving feast at all.
2: Like, fuck off, Dumbledore.
1: The rest of the speech is really good.
0: Yeah. I would like to kick JKR in the shins for making Slytherin House one uniform group of students who mm-hmm. are
2: all evil. And we haven't talked a lot about fandom in the past few chapters because there's just so much shit happening in these chapters that we needed to talk through and like implications for future books and implications for this book. But Adela and I have definitely both read a lot of fic and a lot of headcanons and a lot of Tumblr posts where like, and we have talked about them where Slytherin is not a monolith.
1: Yeah, people in real life who identify as Slytherins reclaiming the uh, identity of Slytherin for...
2: Uh, yeah, being evil horrible things yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think that that's important because I think J.K.R. has a horrible she does such a bad job with Slytherin she does even an okay job it's Slytherin and Hufflepuff that just totally get shafted in terms of like everyone is the same yeah. at least in Ravenclaw you eventually get Luna and in Gryffindor you've got like Neville versus Hermione versus Ron versus Harry you've got like, like personality at least they're
0: all the same but in a completely like Harmless.
1: There's a couple of Hufflepuffs that you mean. It's <laughs> <a notable laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, there's some notable Hufflepuffs. But the Slytherin, they are just all, and this extends to Snape in a way, just cartoonish like villain bullies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I don't
1: get it. The only likable Slytherin we ever see is Tom Riddle in the memories.
2: <laughs> there is one other one. But C would be, and C would be. I guess yeah. Never mind. Um, <laughs> C would be a really big uh-huh. exaggeration for how much we see this character. Uh-huh. Two Slytherins who are cool, not evil.
1: Well, I mean Tom Riddle is evil, um, but you know was likable in school. <laughs> likable.
2: Likable is a better way. Well, Ch- charming.
1: Likable in that Harry liked him until he knew that he was Voldemort.
2: Yes. Charming is a really good way to put it. There is also one character in book six whose name is Slughorn, who is a Slytherin. I wouldn't say that he's likable, but he's not evil. At least. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't count because it's the students that she's painting with one brush, right?
0: Yeah. It's just, I went into this series expecting the smart house, brave house, kind house, evil house thing. But like, it is so much worse than I expected. Mm. Yeah. Like, I expected the Slytherins to be, like, all selfish or all snooty.
2: No, they're, said they're evil.
0: To the point where Draco, and I feel like this is sloppy writing of Draco based on what we've seen so far, but it might not be. In On the train is like, I hope Voldemort murders you. I'm evil and I love him. Yeah,
1: I don't know if it's necessarily sloppy, because we also had- I mean, he is two years older now, but he did, in book two, yell, like, enemies of the air, beware, you'll, you'll be next, mudbloods. Like, he's, he's kind of- is a little bit like that.
0: But that's when it was all, like, kind of fake. It
2: was theoretical.
0: Like, you'd think he would yeah. have gotten a fucking uh, letter from his dad being like, you need to kill- about this. This is real and people who say shit what are he, literally going to start getting tell- arrested.
1: I don't think so I, don't, I think that like the Malfoys and certainly Draco think that because Voldemort is back they have like nothing's gonna happen to them now. Like they are auto- Like especially Draco is automatically like he doesn't think there's gonna be any consequences for anything he does.
0: I can understand that based on I don't know I feel like it's wild to assume that, like, I can just announce I am evil, that I love Voldemort, in a place full of random other wizards, and not mm-hmm. have any consequences come to me.
1: They are all kids, so there's that. They're children, but like kids will say a lot of stuff when there's just kids around.
0: But, like, if he's doing that, like, what are they doing in the school? Are all of the Slytherins just, like, talking in their...
1: I mean, Voldemort started the Death Eaters in school, and nobody noticed, so, like... (laughs) Are they just,
0: like, chatting at the Great Hall of, like, Voldemort is so cool?
2: I think you both have a point, right? Like, I think that some of the students get a little bit less obvious. But also, there is a certain amount of, like, everybody expects the Slytherins to be that way, so they can probably get away with being that way. Because they're children and it's Slytherin.
1: And there's no uh, Slytherin's among them that will tell anyone about it because they're all yeah. evil.
0: Yeah. It just feels yeah. like a like if, if we're comparing like it's a Nazi allegory, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the way that Nazi symbolism and stuff is so regulated in Germany.
2: Mm-hmm. You
0: would think that it would be the same. You'd think like so after um, the first war. Like for one example, uh the first Star Trek show aired in the 60s. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple of episodes in Star Trek that where they go back in time and explicitly confront Nazis. Gotta punch the Nazis. Gotta punch the Nazis. And those episodes could not air in Germany. Because they featured swastikas on the... Because they featured Nazis. Even as the bad guys. Interesting.
2: I think that the reason that you can... So, you should think of this as a Nazi allegory, but backed by white supremacy from the United States. Yeah. And I think that that's where the difference is, right? Like, The Confederate flag has never been outlawed in the way that swastikas have been outlawed. And I think that that's the difference and that you'll see that coming in to future books is that it is a Nazi allegory, but just like Nazism is backed by white supremacy in so many ways, it's a Nazi allegory that is completely held up by white supremacist styles of stuff.
1: I wouldn't go so far as giving jkr the credit of that no because i don't think that she was she we know from her future writing that she knows absolutely nothing about american culture um and like yeah like i don't think that she was basing it on american white supremacy
0: i mean i feel like the answer that we come back to every time is she didn't think this through on a societal level Mm -hmm. yeah which is really the answer here too and, you know, we talked about this earlier in the book with the way that, like, Arthur Weasley talks about it mm-hmm. and, like, what that generation of people experienced. You'd have to think that some of the students in Slytherin House come from normal families.
2: So the answer is that in the fandom, yes. In the canon, I suspect that the sorting hat would never do that.
0: Mm.
2: Because the sorting hat was told by each of the founders. What goes? This where, is what. Who goes yeah. Where. So the answer is that no children of mixed blood descent would end up in Slytherin ever.
1: If Slytherin himself would have accepted non evil people into the house, then non evil people into the ha- like would be accepted into the house. Um, I guess
0: the question is: Are there quote unquote pure blood that didn't go Death Eater? Yes.
1: Yes. um Lots. Neville, but also uh, the and the Weasleys. Like um, Neville
0: have been sorted into Slytherin? True. That's that's my question here, is, like, some of the students in Slytherin would have been raised by a family like the Weasleys.
1: Also, yeah. side note, Voldemort was in uh, Slytherin, obviously, but uh, was blood. not... Uh, yeah, is mixed blood. So I think okay. there are... I, there. There's definitely no mugaborns in there, but there are, like, half-blood
2: people. I think we'll have it's to just... come back to this question, because we see more slytherin stuff in future books it's just like the way that we see
0: every character to a certain degree being so afraid of voldemort and anything connected to voldemort Mm
1: -hmm.
0: like they won't even say the name like it's all hush hush any kid who grew up with wizard parents has been socialized In this culture that is like, this is the worst thing imaginable. We cannot talk about it. You'd think that Slytherin would get smaller every year. I mean, even if Slytherin is just the evil house, that like, they would be a little bit more afraid about it. Everyone in this society is paranoid to the point where they were just sending random people to prison, to torture prison.
1: Not to cut that off, but we should... Briefly talk about Hermione's thing because we didn't talk about it yet. And also um, I want to briefly talk about uh, Harry giving the money to the Weasleys. I know we already did, but like, I want to talk about it Mm -hmm. a bit more. Yeah. Thing first, because that happens earlier. Yeah. We found out why she ran off to the library.
2: Yeah. Rita Skeeter is an non-registered animagus who is a beetle and who has been literally bugging the place and Hermione sort of puts it all together and then traps Rita Skeeter in an unbreakable jar, which is why she slammed the window shut and separated Harry and Mrs. Weasley's hug.
0: Yeah. yeah. Only slightly better foreshadowed
2: than <laughs> the
1: other things at the end of this book.
2: Yeah. She, like, lists out all the things, and it makes sense.
1: The way that she does mm-hmm. that reminds me so much of book two, like, them figuring out all the, the, the connections to the, yeah. like, the pipes and the yeah. th- all of the basilisk stuff that was always very satisfying to me just because of Hermione having been a target of Rita Skeeter and her being the one to catch her
0: yeah my initial reaction was this is extremely uncharacteristic of Hermione but it makes sense that it's personal yeah like Hermione is I feel like way too much of a cop to not then Report. like turn her in
1: well the whole thing is that she's like i will turn you in if you don't listen to me yeah <laughs> she's blackmailing her um i also think like she was researching it and i don't know if she necessarily had this whole plan she just saw the beetle in the thing it was like oh well got her now and then she had to make a plan after that
2: she <laughs> have had an unbreakable jar ready though right Well, I mean, probably Rita Skeeter wouldn't have transformed right at that moment and given herself away.
1: She just grabbed her in her hand in the... uh, That's true. It is just her hand. She just slams her hand down. That's it.
2: Um, If you get squished... (laughs) If if you die as an animagus, do you die in real life?
1: (laughs) Uh, Yes. If you die as an animagus, do you remain in animal form? Probably?
2: Oh, that's a really good
0: question. (laughs) Oh my god. Not just do you die, but do you never turn back? Terrifying.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. There's a couple more tiny things, and then uh, we should wrap up with Adela's conversation about the friend George. But I just wanted to quickly mention there's a plot hole here with the carriages that you'll see at the beginning of book five. These are horseless carriages. You'll see something at the beginning of book five that has changed. Um, Harry should see it now, and he doesn't.
1: Yeah. Um, There's a plot hole.
2: Plot hole, which I think has been fixed in the fandom although i would not be able to point to a particular thing that
1: has fixed it sometimes the fandom is, is too forgiving <laughs> and doesn't want to yes. just accept that it is a plot hole and is like yeah. like sometimes goes to all of these holes. extreme lengths to make it not a plot <laughs> hole and it's like okay
2: <laughs> like every book has plot holes the other thing that i wanted to mention is ron finally bursts through his toxic masculinity and asks from <laughs> for an autograph yes. and i was just very proud of him in that moment mm-hmm. so. yeah
1: Friend George, Adela, take it away. Oh, I just... Um, so Harry, first... he So he gets the winnings. He forgot that he won the tournament because of all this trauma, obviously. Yeah. Uh, he gets the winnings and first tries to give it to the Diggories, which is very good of him and makes sense because Cedric also won, but they refuse. Then Harry doesn't know what he's going to do with it. And he, like on the spur of the moment, realizes... Like when he's on the train, he's like, oh, I'm going to give it to Fred and George so that they can start their joke stop joke shop. And they like uh, refuse at first. But he's like, no, use it for your joke shop. Like, I don't want it. And I just really love that because I really like Fred and George. I really like that. Harry is friends with them. And like he knows that, like, he can't just give the Weasleys money. It's, it's that weird thing we were talking about before. Like, the Weasleys would never take it. The, the Weasleys wouldn't take money from Harry, but he's like, no, I, this is, like, an investment into your uh, business, basically.
2: And yeah. it's not just a gift, it's for a purpose. I also really like Harry's line that he says, you know, like, we're all gonna need some smiles, we're all gonna need to yeah. laugh. I'm not just doing this because you're my friends, I'm doing this because I think you're good at what you do.
1: Mm-hmm. Is and the you implication should, there? Like I, like, I don't want you to give up because... Mm-hmm. You you don't have any money and like no one is supporting you. It's very mature of him. And it's very uh,
2: pocket chocolate on like a trauma induced scale. Definitely.
1: <laughs> yeah, pocket chocolate. Oh, mm-hmm. Harry.
2: Yeah, I mean it is. Someone needs to good. give him some
1: pocket chocolate right now.
2: He really needs some fucking Honestly. pocket chocolate. R- Lupin isn't here. Sirius is off to go visit his boyfriend though. Sirius has been told go and round up the olds the old guard and then go visit mm-hmm. your boyfriend and it was nice yeah. of Dumbledore to say go visit your boyfriend I'm sure that they haven't had any time together it's very considerate yeah there's like bits and miscellaneous pieces that we'll come to at the beginning of book five about where all of these assignments that he gives everybody Dumbledore gives everybody mm-hmm. but E points out that this is really the first non-happy ending right this is book four and books one two and three had a happy ending
1: this is Harry like Going back to the Dursleys, not knowing what's going to happen, knowing that, like, like, a villain is yeah, back and like he is in his life is in danger from now on, basically.
0: Fresh off of multiple horrible traumas.
1: Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, the last two lines are pretty damn depressing. There was no point in worrying yet, he told himself as he got into the back of the Dursleys' car. As Hagrid had said, what would come would come, and he would have to meet it when it did.
1: Yeah. The next couple of books have, like, they have, it's it's like, everyone, everything's getting bad now, right? So there's going to be, it's not going to be, like, happy endings like the other, other the last few books each time, but they have some hope, whereas this one is not, like...
0: Right, like, you end on a, a small win.
1: Yeah, this is just, Harry's, like, yeah, things... I don't, things are going to happen and I'm going to be try to be ready for it. And that's it.
0: It's like, you can see her making the transition from children's fiction to YA, but she doesn't commit to it at the beginning of the book. So like Mm -hmm. the first kind of two thirds of the book are pretty chipper. Yeah. With the exception of the opening chapter, there's like a lot of happy things that sets a tone and then it rebounds to... This
2: is just a Harry Potter book, and then it
0: takes a sharp left turn, and it takes an extreme turn to depressing and dark and serious. So, yeah,
2: ready for yep. book five? It sounds like you're mm-hmm. in the mind frame for book five here.
1: Okay, we're gonna, t- I we're gonna do a wrap up episode, so I sh- maybe should save this, but I I have it in my head right now, so I'm gonna say it now. E, you liked, uh, you think that Harry's like dealing with his trauma in the past two chapters is good? I know I you didn't, you don't like well. the fridging. But like the way it's written, that is, the, a lo- that is a lot of the reason why I love uh, the book five is because of stuff like mm. that. So book five wow. has okay. more.
2: I thought you were going to warn E that it was poorly written in book five.
1: Oh, no. No. Uh-oh. It's, it's different because his he has reactions to things. I like it. Anyway, I like book fives for the s- same reason that, that Zoe doesn't like book five i'm
2: excited yeah we're gonna have some <laughs> we're gonna have some opinions on five. but as adela mentioned we have a wrap-up episode please send us all sorts of questions and also questions about the movie because we will be doing a wrap-up episode a movie episode a couple of weeks. let off. us know
1: which thing you were sending questions about uh if you're asking about the movie or the wrap-up that will be wrap-up will be our next episode so please send us questions
0: yes send us all of your questions
1: and uh, comments like thoughts about anything we've talked about throughout this book if your opinion has changed over listening to us like reread and talk about this book so yeah
0: send us your questions you can find the show on twitter and tumblr at pot or not as usual questions with spoilers for future books uh go to the tumblr or you can Send them directly to Adela or Zoe. I have been E. You can find me on Twitter at cel l one
1: ei am Adela. You can find me on Twitter at Aredel, A-R-E-D-H-E-L underscore underscore. underscore, And you can buy the games that I write at wilderflower.itch.io.
2: I'm Zoe. You can find me on Twitter at Zoe Topaz, Z-O-E-T-O-P-A-Z. And buy my book, Ostentatious, The Evolving World of Jane Austen Fans, wherever books are sold. You can find more music by Morgan Jackson, who did our theme at we, we
0: did the time warpagain dot bandcamp.com. We finished the book. We did it. We did it.
1: We finished the book.
2: We finished the third longest book in the series.
1: <laughs> I'm tired.
2: I'm so tired. <laughs>